welcome back to Black Card Rehab, the show where we go from zero to black one episode at a time. I am joined by my white friend Paige. Hey, Paige. Hello. On a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling today? Um, I broke a comb in my hair last night. (laughs) It's the second time since the beginning of quarantine. I've so I've broken two combs in the last few months. Um, yeah, yeah, about that level of black is is how I'm feeling. Um, it's it's because I have curly hair. And whenever I get my hair cut, they take some of the volume out and take the split ends out. But Mm -hmm. that means that when all that hair grows back, it just like grows whichever which way. So it just I end up with because I wear my hair up a lot when it's hot. I had essentially a knot in the shape of a bun and it took me a good half hour to get it out Mm -hmm. and I broke a comb doing it. So so yeah. Uh, I will note it had metal tines. So, <laughs> yes. So, Damn. on a scale, uh. yeah, I was like, and this was literally last night, and I broke it, and I was like, well, I know what I'm talking about tomorrow. <laughs> Set it aside. <laughs> so, on a scale from zero to African American, how are you feeling today, Crystal? Um, I, so I think I'm feeling. Ooh, very black. Uh, after watch, I'm feeling like uh, eighty foot long braids. Yes, That's what I'm feeling like uh, skyscraper braids. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah, feeling pretty black. Feeling pretty good about it. Uh, feeling pretty bad good about like whatever version of black i'm experiencing so that's great um i so we are talking today we just both watch black is king also actually i would like Paige you to give the background on why we're doing it this episode (laughs) um i mean because it just recently came out no and because the dm from from who is it that you knew? You said oh, you had. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> because we got a DM from one of my sorority sisters who got drunk and watched it and then DM'd us about it and was like, hey, uh, I didn't mean to be weird. I'm sorry. I just like got super drunk and watched Black as King and I'm so full of love. And I was like, you do you, sister. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. I totally so- forgot about that till now. <laughs> I I love that we're doing this episode about this thing based on a recommendation from a white woman. That she's is, not white, but oh, she's not white. Oh, okay, she's not she's not black, oh, okay. but she's also not white. Yes. Okay, yeah, she's a person of color. Yes. Okay, that that's that that adds a layer to the story. Um, it does. <laughs> it does indeed. Yeah, I but had no idea. It could have very well even... been a white woman. I didn't even see the DM. I was just like, okay, here we go. Because honestly, like I, I hesitated in part because I knew a lot of people would be talking about it. A lot of podcasts would be talking about it. And I just, you know, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to add to it. Um, But I did on second watching, I was like, oh no, I got some stuff to say. Um. (laughs) It's our duty to Beyonce. 
it, it is our duty to Beyonce, and we have not yet paid homage, true, like in 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 fairness to our love of Beyonce on this true. podcast yet. We have, and I not. think we'll only scratch the surface in this episode. Absolutely. So that being said, before we get into Black is King, which is what we're going to focus on, I want to ask you, Paige, what was your first Beyonce? So the first Beyonce I remember was seeing Destiny's Child on Smart Guy. Oh, and, okay. Yes. And uh-huh. like begging my mom to let us have the CD after. Uh-huh. So that's the first Destiny's Child CD I ever owned back when there were four of them. Thank you. What um, year was that? That would have been conservatively, I want to say like 2002. Okay. I might be wrong. I, I might have been younger than that, but I think that album came out in 2002. That's why I'm, I'm thinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so wait, and you're talking about um, which album? Is that the one with Bills, Bills, Bills on it? Yes. Writings okay. on the Wall, okay, okay, I believe okay, is okay. the name of that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. There is an album before that, which we did end up buying right after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yes. So second album of Destiny's Child was my Beyonce uh, entrance into my okay. life. Um, so have you seen my, the Smart Guy episode? I haven't. And I have only watched, I think I only caught like maybe the first I don't I don't think I watched Smart Guy that much because um right around that time was I don't know, I think it was just aging out of yeah, thinking I think you that maybe a that little kids were it. interesting. Um yeah. <laughs> I just I vividly remember that episode because Beyonce at one point's like last year my Thanksgiving was eating a turkey sandwich with my mama at the airport and like it's just so <laughs> sad. You're like she's and I look back now and I was like, she's been famous for like twenty years since then. Like yeah. that's so sad. <laughs> that's hilarious um so i remember um when no 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 came out that's the song yes yeah so no 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 came out and um but that was on the album before writings on the wall it is yes yeah and we bought writings on the wall and we're mad that that song wasn't on there because that's the song they do on smart Guy. oh okay yeah no, yeah i i remember when that song came on and just feeling like my life was forever changed mm-hmm. like it just it just blew my mind mm-hmm. because it was i mean it's it is extremely well produced i probably wouldn't have been able to describe it that way at the time mm-hmm. but also it was like the fastest singing i had ever heard before and like while being extremely on key yes and oh my god i just i just yeah i I just remember being so blown away by that falling in love with them falling in love with that album i still to this day love that album in fact one of my favorite songs on that album is a song that i they never played it on the radio um but i love this song called it's called bridges Bridges is, has become like a cult classic Destiny's Child song. <sighs> that was never song a single, but people fucking love Bridges. Me. Oh my god, I love that song. That mm-hmm. song is such a bop. Um, okay, yeah. So we could we could go on about Beyonce love, but that was my first Beyonce. So now the second question I want to ask you as we get into this is what was your first like like 
introduction into a like one an aspect of African culture of you know a certain country um whether it be music or I don't know yeah what was your first like memory I definitely because I went to school with a number of African American people in the Bay Area when we had like you know in school you have those days of like what's your heritage and mm-hmm. you get to like celebrate your heritage I do remember seeing multiple multiple kids in my class who were either from Ghana or Nigeria and so I was Mm. kind of familiar with some of those um a few of my African-American friends in high school were specifically Nigerian so I was kind of familiar there and then when I was 17 I went to Morocco so I've been technically Mm -hmm. to North Africa and I had this like feeling watching this you know visual album of like oh I feel like I didn't go to the real Africa and I was like this is the whole (laughs) point of this is that there's so many different kinds of Africa page Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you're missing it entirely Mm -hmm. uh so I had kind of a moment of like hmm Uh, but it made me want to go back because I have Mm -hmm. a friend who lives like half of the year in South Africa and spends some time in Namibia Mm -hmm. and I'm like I gotta go man like I want to see a bunch of this stuff yeah how about you Miss Crystal Okay, well, yes, I so I guess I've also been to Africa. I went to Kenya when I was four. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I four, I, I was in Kenya and um with my parents and it I mean, yeah, I think it's I would attribute that to a lot of like how I think about the world and how I've diverged from a lot of the kids that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz I think I I think a lot of it actually had to do with I saw real poverty. Yeah. And like people who weren't able to get polio medication. And so they were like literally they as adults crawling on hands on their hands and feet Mm -hmm. Um, and moving pretty quickly. I'm going to be honest with you. I was very scared. Um, It was was terrifying because I was low to the ground. And so yes. it was well, easy yeah, because you were four, you were yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but honestly, when I think about like what my first and I, I mean that trip obviously had a big part to do with it, but I, the the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking of this question, honestly, was Paul Simon. Paul Simon, yes, Paul Simon used to like have these like huge concerts. Let me look it up before I. Where he had like, like not ladies choir, with black like, mambazo, but not far off back yeah, in the back. Yes. Yes. No, you know what right. I'm talking about? I do. Elton John went through a phase as well. It was like a thing in the nineties to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, and I think it was them who also did the, my favorite version of the ABCs from Sesame oh. street. Do you know what I'm talking about? I it's don't. with Kermit the Frog. I'm and sure it's like, I've heard it. Like if you played it for me, I'd be like, oh my God, yes, G- I remember this instantly. G-G-G. That's, you know, does that sound familiar at all? It like, does, but I'm like not picturing it. And now I'm going to have to go like find it on YouTube. It's, it's so good. It's the best version of the ABCs. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but I, but I would say like truthfully, those being the first two things that come to my mind, I bet that like the average child 
like that is around my age, it's probably similar. If they didn't grow up around a very diverse environment, those two things that like everybody had access to and could see, like that's probably Mm -hmm. what they remember. Yeah. And so that's why that's one of the reasons, like as we talk about this, that I loved and I think Black is King is so important is to have is to have Black and African culture from Black and African people. Yes. It's coming through them. It's by them. I mean, obviously, it's direct, It's starring and directed by Beyonce, but it's collaborated with so many other African artists from different cultures. Mm-hmm. And anyway, here we go. Gen- <laughs> general thoughts. <laughs> general thoughts. So whenever so i'm one of those people that any anything beyonce puts out i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna digest it and like sit with it and then read a bunch of think pieces about it to like Mm -hmm. figure out what i missed because it's so layered yeah and so dense every time Mm -hmm. um and so i was actually really excited because i loved lemonade like Mm -hmm. so much and in this one I was first a little confused why it was on Disney Plus, and then it became very clear. So it's based on <laughs> the album that came out that was kind of paired with The Lion King, which I did listen to when it came out mm-hmm. and was kind of like, hmm, okay. And mm-hmm. then now seeing it with visuals, I was like, clearly this is supposed to be a visual album all along, mm-hmm. where I'm like, now I get it. I love it. Yeah. Super. It's stunning that, like, visually, like, lemonade is stunning this takes it to another level like Mm -hmm. this is beautiful Mm -hmm. i wish we didn't have the lion king voiceovers it's my only (laughs) because i feel like we we sit through this like intense beautiful inventive afrocentric art film and Mm -hmm. then we get like a simba and then we go back to Mm -hmm. the art film and i'm like if you pulled those voiceovers out i still kind of get it and i'm here for it all the way and i'm not interrupted by josh gad's voice yeah yeah i uh i i would i don't know i i don't think they bothered me too much only the only thing that um took me out was just realizing how much um what is his real name? I'm thinking Childish Gambino. Oh, Donald um, Glover. Donald Glover. I think just realizing how much Donald Glover really sounds like Matthew Broderick. Like yes. they didn't jump very far to replace that voice. Like, no. In in fact, there were moments where I was like, is this from the animated one? Or exactly. And I couldn't tell the difference. Exactly. Um, <laughs> my thinking, the longer I watched it, the more I was like, this should have been the live action Lion King. Fuck those CG animals. Mm-hmm. It should have just been this. <laughs> it should have been this amazing. Because this is almost like. Think about what the Wiz is to Wizard of Oz. That's mm-hmm. what this is to the Lion King. In yeah. the sense that it's reinterpreting a lot of those set pieces. And those character interactions. Into more real world analogs. Even mm-hmm. though it's still got a heightened fantastical you know landscape like having the hyenas be motorcycles and things Mm -hmm. like that where i was like i would have just watched this as lion king absolutely yeah yeah i was thinking about it like 
you know, so one of the things that I really love is tapas. And so, I mean, but essentially all I've like asked my boyfriend to put together is like just cheese and like, you know, some meat and charcuterie. Right. And I realized, oh, this is just grown up Lunchables. This Ooh, is just you mean like as Lunchables a for grown up. <laughs> yeah, it's just yes. like grown up Lion King. It's like. <laughs> It's like a Lion King for adults. It's, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure our kids are going to love it and get a lot from it. And I'm like yeah. jealous of those kids. But like, you know, for growing up in a world with this version of black art. <laughs> but yeah. well, the thing that kind of blew me away was like, it's so great. And I'm so invested in it that sometimes I would lose the Lion King parts of it. And there are and some I don't where think you, that, yeah. there's some where you can't lose it, where it's like obvious. But then there are others where I was like, and then I found myself looking for Lion King and I'm like, I'm missing the coolness of this because I'm trying to find the Lion King yeah. in it and I should just shut up and listen to it. Yeah. yeah. Were you? Did you watch it once? Yes. I feel like I need okay. to watch it again. Yeah. Because I would say watching it the second time, I was... Because mu- the thing is, I was thinking about like, why, why do it this way? Why have the album first and the visual? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously a lot of people do it that way. Like, it's you know, very common, but I, I realized had I not had at least one pass Mm. at some of the songs, I would have get gotten completely lost in trying to like digest everything that's happening. And I Mm -hmm. did get lost the first time. The first time I was like, wait, why is all of this happening in this one section? Like I was completely thrown. And then the second time, like I just watched it a second time and I was like, oh hell yeah no i like i'm like was mm-hmm. so much more on board with the amount of storylines that they put even within one segment mm-hmm. than i was the first time i i feel like because i listened to the album when it came out i was shocked at how many of those same songs that i knew i had heard before in watching them presented in a visual way, I connected with them so much more. Yeah. Where I was like, this is a great album. Why didn't I like this as much the first time? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like that was kind of the thing that I liked about Lemonade is that we didn't get that album. We just got it in the visual medium. Yes. And that made me really connect to those songs on a personal level which then made me like them even more mm-hmm. now, even when I just hear them as songs. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of almost what I wish had happened here. And I had thoughts as I was watching it where I was like, did they ask Beyonce to just cover? Can you feel the love tonight? And she turned this in instead. <laughs> and they were like, um, <laughs> but she's Beyonce. What do we do? And then we're just like, we'll just release it later. It's fine. Just don't even worry about it. Because I felt like I was like, this should have either. This should have been the live action Lion King movie because that would have been so lit. I can't even Uh like Uh if this had come out instead of that weird CG movie, Uh how amazing would that have been? Uh Like to see this in a theater. Oh my God. My mind would have been blown. Uh, And so yeah, I was a little, there were parts of me that was just like, man, what if they just let her put this out? <laughs> yeah. 
So I need to watch it again, though, clearly. I, here are two tips I would say for people who are listening, like if you're, you know, getting ready to watch it. Um, and I can't, I, I'm not sure if this is like, maybe this is second viewing or not, but I definitely had to watch with subtitles. Um, oh, I didn't. Maybe I should. I watched with subtitles because, um, yeah, I just like some of the ways that, you know, just like anytime you you have a song, you have a different way of like pronouncing a word. And then also like it's a lot of different African cultures that are like the way they enunciate is different. So sometimes it may be an English word, but it doesn't hit your ear as an English word because yeah. of how they're saying and articulating it. And Beyonce's so, not singing everything. Like, yeah. that's key. There are a mm-hmm. lot of, like, local African artists who are singing a lot of it, which is beautiful and makes it so much more interesting. But, yeah, yeah I, I did notice that a couple times. I didn't feel like I missed anything, but now maybe I'm going to have to go back and watch it with subtitles and see if I did. Well, <laughs> but then I, I, I don't know if this is, like, first or second watch either because it's, like, I know that reading the subtitles, like I was missing, you know, cut mm. like cuts of uh, scenes, you know, because I was watching the second time. I was like, when did this get in here? Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember it at all. Um, so whatever it's, whether it's your first or second, I do recommend, you know, uh, the subtitles. And then also I had up Shazam the second time. Um, Shazam oh, to the- help. Okay. Oh, yeah, the app. <laughs> No, not the movie. Um. (laughs) I was like, because here's the thing. So layered, cutaways, references to all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, did I miss a Shazam reference? (laughs) The music app so it could tell you what song was playing. Exactly. Because I wanted to be able to like kind of write notes and be able to go back and, um, you know, like, understand like kind of do research of like okay what was this culture from what was this in reference to because it's so rich um and then before we kind of go um through the scenes i also want to say this there's a lot of criticism about this um from people from african descent like they're like legit africa they look african they are living in an african country um who and I'm not going to say any of their their criticisms are invalid, um, but I would say to a lot of the criticisms that I've heard and read um, that being Black in America is, being a Black person in America, this really spoke to me. And t- to me, it incited a curiosity to know more about these cultures. I didn't feel like it blended them in a way that was detrimental to the future of does that make sense i felt like, like this was directed at black people in america exactly. as as an example of essentially so i feel like lemonade is beyonce examining her role in just a family and a society as a black woman and it's just her personal growth i feel like this movie black is king is much more about her as a mother but then also us as a society as we interact with the next generation and fostering within them a pride and a love 
for their black heritage and that includes africa yeah 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 and the the quote that really stuck out to me both times that um is this quote and i don't know who it's by i should have just clicked on the link but um (laughs) i didn't uh sue me (laughs) look it up um Um, but this in the midst of it, there's a quote and it's being spoken by a man and it says, when it's all said and done, I don't even know my own native tongue. And if I can't speak myself, I can't think myself. And if I can't think myself, I can't be myself. And if I can't be myself, I will never know me. Yes. So uncle Sam, tell me this. If I will never know me, how can you? Yep. And, and I was having this conversation with my boyfriend about this very, indelible permanent thing that has been done to the black people living in America that cannot be undone. And so the ways in which we express ourselves and understand love and understand being what it means to be uplifted will be uniquely understood by those who are living that experience. Mm -hmm. And that may even sometimes preclude other people from actual African continents, right? Because right. In, in that way, they are still, they still have that connection mm-hmm. that we will never be able to get back to. Not, not truly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, w- I would say this felt like a love letter to black people living in the U S but also not without I, I would say it's also a love letter to her her own heritage, like yeah. to our heritage. So um, that's all the non-funny stuff we have to say, um, <laughs> right? You have yeah, to- <laughs> of course. But it's also okay to be serious about it like, is okay a to be groundbreaking serious. work of visual art. <laughs> well, so let's uh, let's kind of go through, like, I mean... The visuals in this are amazing. I, of course, as soon as we, um, as soon as that, that got that man in blue steps on the mm-hmm. scene, I was for sure it was going to be Jay-Z and <laughs> was very disappointed that it was not. <laughs> I mean, Jay-Z shows up later. He does um, show up later. <laughs> and Blue Ivy is around in almost every song, which I loved. Yeah. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad to like, as she grows up, because people were so cruel and made fun of her as a child and it always bothered me. And so I loved to see that she has grown up to be gorgeous, but also her own person. Like she doesn't necessarily look like Beyonce. She doesn't look like Jay-Z. She looks like her own person and it's beautiful. And I'm like, she going to stunt on all those haters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very happy to see it. Um, um that baby in the basket is dead right because like it, it yeah that, it she sends it whitewater rafting and like true i was <laughs> i was like what is the baby budget for this film <laughs> because there are a lot of babies so many and, like babies. different ones i'm like that was not the same baby from before they've got a big ass baby budget <laughs> well, and, okay here's my thing is i was like beyonce had her kids right around when homecoming came out and i was like that's like Mm -hmm. a couple years ago i was like those kids are clearly like toddler like three four 
Yeah. Know? And we do see them later in the movie. But at the first part when she's holding a baby, I was like, does she have another baby that yeah. we didn't know about? <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. She drops albums like that. I mean, if she was just like, surprise, there's a baby, uh, I'd be like, okay, sure. Um, and then it didn't look like anything like her or Jay-Z or anything. And I was just like, whose baby is that? And then yes. she puts it in the basket. I was like, I thought this was supposed to be Lion King, not Moses. Not Moses, Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And then she sends that basket whitewater rafting and a wave. And at first it's like floating and I was like, cool, cool, cool. We're following it. And then a wave washes over it as it like goes down the river. And I was like, oh, that baby's dead. That baby's stone dead baby. cold dead. That's a dead baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So look, this film has every everything, you guys. <laughs> dead babies. <laughs> Beyonce and white again. Dead babies, <laughs> light up hurses, Beyonce in a diamond star costume representing the constellations. Um, okay, so I there's a couple of things. I mean, look, Beyonce is full of love, and but there's a couple of things that I was like, this movie is anti-motorcycle. <laughs> and, and, Anti-snake. It is anti-snake. Anti-shoes, okay? Nobody wears shoes in this entire thing. And I'm like, I know people in Africa wear shoes. What's up with this? I think it must have been for dancing. But then I would think about it, I'd be like, their feet. Like, it's got to be hot. They're in the sand. This isn't, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I love the the don't jealous me into scar with jesse reyes like that whole sequence is just amazing um uh just it's so powerful and i that's the scene that i'm like i would love watching like over and over before Um, we get to that though yes go go ahead so when we first see beyonce in her dress you know putting the baby in the basket whole nine did you think to yourself oh that's where all the toilet paper went (laughs) <laughs> it does look like that it a does, little bit yeah. yeah it does look like that i yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> she does wear it a couple other times but i was just like interesting choice it still looks yeah. amazing because it's been like we're i'll make fun of any number of things it all is on beyonce looking amazing like oh yeah one always i mean even when she's in full body paint i mean my god Um, yes love that well i mean yeah she shows up in the toilet paper dress again again in the water and i'm like okay lemonade part duh like okay it did remind (laughs) me of the yellow dress in lemonade you don't love me like i love you uh and I remember when Lemonade came out, I did extensive reading on that one scene uh, because it's meant to reflect one of the famous loas in naturalist religions that governs the waters of the river. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was like, is she referencing that again? And then mm-hmm. she does mention the different Orishas and loas later. And I was like, clearly, yes. So I was yeah. like, Hooray for the research I did last time paying yeah. off this time. <laughs> yes. That's also a lot of the face painting is reminiscent of that also. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely like, if you're watching this for the first time and you're wondering like, 
why is the dude in blue following her? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, everything out right now, there's nothing official, but like, it looks like the consensus is this is like kind of like a spirit guide, yeah. um, like a Rafiki type character. Although for a hot second, because she puts the mark on the child and seems to like guide him. Mm-hmm. When I got to the end of the movie, I was like, is Beyonce Rafiki? Right. And she's like, what? <laughs> and then they were like, no, no, no. She's like the narrator. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so now to hear them be like the blue man's Rafiki, I was like, that makes less sense. <laughs> but thinking through it, I'm like, he is in every scene. He is kind of watching over. So that, sure. Okay, fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, you know, it's it's all like an extrapolation. I mean, it, it, like we were saying earlier, it's like, this is the grown up Lion King, you know? Yes. So do we need the the character like in your face saying, you know, Asante Sana squash banana, you know, like, no, maybe not. <laughs> like, that's cute. And for kids, it makes kids laugh. But like, you know, maybe we just need somebody like, kind of moving the story along and mm-hmm. more like omniscient, you know, more omnipresent. And um... I, something I really liked and kind of respected about this was that they made Scar and the quote unquote evil sections of this movie truly scary. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there were parts of this where I was like, this is eerie. This is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If I showed this to a child, they would be yeah. afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And I I liked that they kept that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked some of the ways that they represented that throughout. Uh, I did. I loved the motorcycles as the stampede. I thought mm-hmm. that was amazing. I thought it was yeah. visually stunning. Uh, I did love that song. Like the Don't Jealous Me song is amazing. Um, I feel like some of the, I almost wanted more of that where I was like, yeah, if this yeah. is truly going to be Lion King, I want more of Scar mm-hmm. because the, like the way they've represented Scar throughout is so great. That's one yeah. of the things I thought they did super, super well. Yeah. I mean, the Nile, I don't know if there's anything like a lot to say about the Nile scene, but it just is so beautiful. Like the yeah. funeral procession and like, cool and I images. love that Kendrick Lamar is like in that. And I feel so connected. And so <laughs> ahead of the Kendrick curve now. Kendrick is in there I- a couple places yeah. where he's also one of the uh, guys in the purple suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was really interesting that a lot of the guys in the purple suits had hair like his. So <laughs> unless you knew what you were looking for, he just blends in. Yeah. Um, but the funeral procession is gorgeous. That's something a lot of people have pointed out in articles where they're like, this is the most visually stunning mm-hmm. shot mm-hmm. in this whole thing. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of, some of the funeral aspects, this sounds terrible, reminded me of, um, of, um black panther in some oh, ways okay. yeah um but a more serious and reverent version of that if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. um i also thought it was really interesting that they play heavily with black and white as colors yeah but reference them in the sense of duality as opposed to truly representing opposing forces which was very yeah. interesting yeah, I, I really love that scene. Um, the mood forever. Love it. 
Okay, this one was the one that I uh, overwhelmed me the first time watching it. Okay. Because I I did not know what the fuck was happening. I knew I was like, oh, it's Black Opulence. But it is, but it's also the, Hakuna Matata. It is Hakuna Matata, but it's also it like it's yeah, it's he, he's dreaming of like the easy life. Mhm. Um it's the it's he's dreaming of you know not doing much um just like having it all done for you i mean honestly the academy award goes to this white butler um <laughs> who truly <laughs> i mean i love i love that having a white but and two white dogs also yes. and it was also the first time that i'd ever 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 in my personal life seen black synchronized swimming Yes, I noticed that too. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this. I have never. Well, I I felt like there were so many things in this scene where I felt myself feeling like I've never seen a black person do this, but of course they would do this. Why wouldn't they? They could do anything. Like <laughs> the the fact that we haven't seen it is just because it hasn't been presented to us. I'm sure there have been black synchronized swimmers. Um, this scene also had the dress that like if i could steal and wear i would mm -hmm. and it's that leopard print ball gown the one mm -hmm. that she has off the shoulder and she's just like mean stomping through the halls and i'm just like <laughs> yes do it yeah. but the black synchronized swimming when i saw that happening i was just like i've yeah. seen this in a lady gaga video but this is yeah. even cooler like yeah. yes very cool yeah, that was that was just dope. Um, I I mean, I, I when I watched it again, I could like kind of like, I I think I was just tracking better. Yeah, because I was not as overwhelmed. Um, and because emotionally, this and let's take a, a pause here because I I was actually listening to a podcast and they asked the same question that I want to ask you, which is like, what impact does this have on you as a white person it's it's a very difficult thing to describe where and i think it also depends on as a white person how do you view black people in your world mm -hmm. and i feel like if you have black friends and black people represent an equal force in your world where it's like they're people just like me you see it and you start to be like, oh, those are so cool. Like, I want that car. Like, you see it in much of the same way that you would see it as like a, like for comparison, a Lady Gaga video that had all the same stuff. But then you start to get this feeling of like, oh, wait, like this, this wouldn't be the same for me. Like, this wouldn't be the same if it was Lady Gaga but it's equally as cool and different. It's it's almost like going to a museum and observing art and feeling like I love this, but it couldn't go in my house. Does that make sense? Where it's like, I love this, but I'm not a part of it. I am an observer and that's okay. It reminded me a lot of, I'm guessing you've seen the video they did uh, for Ape Shit where it's her and Jay-Z mm -hmm. in the Louvre, mm -hmm. this section of Black is King felt like an extension of that video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that video. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that that video does so well is putting 
black bodies in the place of where they should have been in white art you know basically Mm -hmm. taking their rightful place and this kind of felt the same way here except further because not only are they taking their rightful place in a world of opulence they are changing it to be their own version of opulence which is equally grand and equally stunning but not white and I kind of love it. That's what this yeah. was my favorite section of it. I was mm-hmm. this was also my favorite song on the original album. Mm. So when it got to this point, I was just like, yes, yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. after watching the whole thing, there's a song later that I think is actually my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I love this section. I thought it was so well done. Yeah. And for me, this was the one that if we're tracking with the story of Lion King made the most sense to me where it's this idea that for Beyonce who lives this magic opulent lifestyle it's very easy to just get lost in that and be no worries but as we see as this goes on at the end of the day you can't just be no worries there is a greater call for you to be involved with your people in your community. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I, I really like the next section because it's, it starts to get into that of like, kind of like a wake up call, yeah. like living that life, you know, and not caring, just caring about yourself and what you're into and what you're excited about. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I really love that visualization of like getting into the car, getting ready to go out to party and then like have being confronted with, the either your whatever however you interpret that that um that that ghost that you know like that demon figure or or your ancestors or just your past like yeah. catching up with you and that car is a hearse like you oh. don't fully see it until he's kind of running away from it mm-hmm. but that car with all the lights is a hearse it's mm-hmm. this almost this understanding of stagnance and a refusal to both address your past but also move forward in the future is death yeah 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 um going into that next section already with major laser and um love that video i loved love that i was just like my head for days (laughs) it's so good yes um I will say I you know it, it it's like a confluence of a lot of different images but one of them is like like at one point it became fast and furious Nigeria drift absolutely like, it yes. was so a lot of like just like car tricks and like people spinning around whipping braids in the air mm-hmm. <laughs> like I love that um I think motorcycles got a little bit redeemed in this section just a little bit Um, a little bit yeah (laughs) but that one I felt like this was one of the most clear like representations of I I think song wise and narrative wise like where we're headed like it's already time it's time for you to step into your place I, I mean this song is so clearly like you have everything you need and you have a place at the table. You deserve a place at the table where Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't have to wait for quote unquote you to earn it. This is something you have within you Mm -hmm. and something you should have, you know, it's, it's your rightful throne, just like Simba. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
Um, when it got to the section with the water, that was where I was like, oh, we're back at lemonade. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, but I, yeah, that was such a interesting represent. I did. I was like, Beyonce, Beyonce carrying anything on her head. <laughs> Just to like, I mean, to describe what I'm talking about, she carries like a basket of flowers and then like, you know, like a gourd on her head, mm-hmm. just like the other women. And I'm like, ain't nothing in those things. Like, yeah, it's Beyonce it's carrying anything. It's into her wig. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Um, I, yeah. And how dare they ever make Beyonce <laughs> carry every, anything except for. Um, but when I saw that hat with the fringe. Yes. There's like a huge hat. You don't even see who's in it. Like it yes. could be Beyonce, but it could be anybody. It could be Billy Porter. You don't know. <laughs> exactly. I literally gasped. Oh my God. That was beautiful. Um, yeah. I really liked there's, I think it's in this section where she's, on she's sitting on like a chair kind of chair dancing but it's Mm -hmm. the most like low-key we've seen Beyonce in a while where it's almost this like you know when a girl who wears a ton of makeup is like I'm going natural today and still wears the same (laughs) amount of makeup but it looks like she's not that's what it was and I was just like man homegrown Beyonce looks amazing too yes (laughs) her skin is fantastic I know there was one point where I thought I saw a blemish, but it was a single tear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, now you got it. Uh, acting too, bitch. All right. All right. How dare you? She was in the Pink Panther. She's acted before. In the Pink Panther. That's so funny. I also did watch that Austin Powers movie she was in. Oh, um, yes. Foxy Cleopatra. Oh, <laughs> Okay, now brown skin girls. Now let me just say, Love I this. had already started twisting my hair. Oh, you, when you I were started doing this? watching the first time, I I was like, oh, does Beyonce want me to throw away this afro grow and just use my actual fucking tears right now? <laughs> Is that what Beyonce wants me to do? I cried during this song too. Uh, because oh I was my like, God. I was like, all of my friends didn't get to have this kind of pride <laughs> as kids. And I'm like, just sitting in my living room crying. Yeah. Beautifully done. And Loved it. Watching, I saw so I'm watching it the second time. And I, the whole time I was like, I wonder if I'm going to cry again. I wonder if I'm going to cry again. Did you? And then, right, I think it was like, on, and I don't know how to describe it. I want to try to see if I can articulate it. It because it it happened right at the moment where she's like surrounded by other black women that I know. Yes. So like when I when I realized that Kelly Rowland is in it mm-hmm. and like Lupita Nyong'o is in Lupita it. Lupita Nyong'o and I think there's a model. Her I, mom I is in it too. Her mom is in it. Um. What's it? Naomi Campbell. Naomi is in Campbell it. is in it. Yeah. And when I started to see them all together, that like, and to see their the faces of other women that I know just from like seeing them in on TV and in magazines, and to see this song, like, that's what triggered it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and that phrase wouldn't trade you for anything in the world like that feeling of being traded and yeah by society by 
people who are also black Mm -hmm. and um my god it was that was an emotional journey that i saw yeah i did cry both times (laughs) understandable Um, when i watch it again i will probably cry again yeah i feel like if you don't cry during that scene you don't understand what she's saying it was so good it was so good um the keys to the kingdom this was the one that i was like I understand where we're going and the the song makes sense. I didn't fully understand what was happening. Like this is the one on like the street one. Yeah. I don't say that as like quote unquote street, the way that white people do. (laughs) I say that as it's literally taking place out on the street. The thing that I do (laughs) like is that we're seeing real Africa in a Mm -hmm. way. Like this is just a street somewhere. And I kept being struck by like, this could be a street in my neighborhood. Like, I feel like a lot of times there's this othering Mm -hmm. and the realization of like, oh, this, we're not that different. Like, Mm -hmm. we kind of can't keep othering people like that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I like you did not super connect it to the story or the overall theme, but I did enjoy watching it. Yeah, it's definitely enjoyable. It's it's more silly and lighthearted. It's kind of got like a playful character. I think it's like we know you just it. cried a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I will say going back to the brown skin girl thing. The one thing that this is my personal criticism. I'm not. I'm not a fan of um, uh, cotillions and mm-hmm. like cotillion culture. Yes. Um what i'll what i'll give it is that they have they have in these cotillions black women of all different shades and hair types Mm -hmm. which is not a thing that was happening for years in the u.s in Mm -hmm. particular so like this this culture that is has been borrowed um from i I don't even know where it originally started, but it's been borrowed from like uh, Anglo-Saxon American culture. And so like a lot of um, the like Jack and Jill's and like, I'm sure there's other organizations like that, that were started. Um, They would have the same like coming out parties and like the coming out obviously is like, is connected to purity and like, you know, if maybe sometimes even like families connecting through marriages or whatever, like, um, but the reason why I have an issue with them is because they, for years, a lot of these um, clubs were, they're very colorist and they would not let in black, like darker skin women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in some ways you could kind of view this as like a reclaiming of that, like, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all accepting everybody now, but it just, it just wasn't the case for so long. And it, and, you know, kind of, I, I don't agree with like the whole, like, I don't know, everything's got to be about a woman's purity and all that stuff. I mean, it wasn't a message that the video was sending, but I just know that it's, that's what it's connected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting choice, but I did also notice, I was like, not only are, are we seeing literally the spectrum of skin tones here, also sizes ages yes all of it and so at a Mm -hmm. certain point i was like i'm guessing that there's a greater meaning at at play here and the cotillion is part of it 
Um, and so I'm going to embrace how she's kind of interpreting it. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favorite parts for sure. Yeah. The other side. Um, oh yeah, this is where (laughs) the Moses scene, (laughs) like, yes, I'm like, (laughs) I mean, for people that don't know, like maybe you grew up, you didn't read the Bible or whatever, and that's fine. Like the baby is supposed to be a followed by the sister. Yes. And be found by another woman. <laughs> found found by a, a queen who then raised yeah. him in the palace with his mother as a nurse. Yes. Ain't no river rafting. So. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was like, river rafting, that's a white people thing. This shouldn't be here. <laughs> but what a great ride that would be. Oh, I mean, if they, if they did Black as King, the ride. <laughs> but it's from the perspective of the baby in the basket. <laughs> Just no one makes it off the ride. I feel like it would have to be. I haven't ridden the new Star Wars ride because the lines were crazy, and then Disneyland yeah. closed because of the pandemic. But allegedly, right. you it's like four rides in one, where like mm-hmm. you ride it, and then you get off, and you run through this thing, and then you get on another ride, and whatever. I think that's how you'd have to do it, and be like, you're in the basket. Now you're running from the motorcycle. Now you're dancing <laughs> under this red, green, and black American flag, and now right. you're back in the water again. Yeah. <laughs> now you're in the crazy room with the white squares and the textures. <laughs> Now you're on a tree covered in paint. Uh, yes. Now you're in a blue and red powder. Um, yes. <laughs> that scene was incredible. It um, was. You guys just watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but I will say about this song. Oh, my God. Like, I think for all of us that forget about Beyonce's lower register, can I marry Beyonce's lower register? I was I was like, oh, my I God. Forgotten. And then she's singing the bulk of this in her lower. And Ooh. I'm just like. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Now, I think my favorite song and my favorite like moment in this film is um, My Power. That's my favorite too. Yeah. This was totally my favorite. Fucking love it. I I fucking loved it. Loved it. And I remember hearing the song originally and being like, okay, it's kind of a bop. And then watching it in the visual format, I was like, this is the best song in this entire thing. I love it so much. Yes. I don't know if you caught this. I didn't catch this the first time, but I think I I could be wrong, but I think so. Like maybe a couple years ago, there were these images going around of this um, like seventy year old black female, like like bodybuilder or weightlifter mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, she's fucking in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, said, yeah I remembered seeing her and being like, "Is that?" And then I looked it up later, and I was like, "It is." Yeah, I'm like, that's so dope. Now, here's my question, and this is what what I I really hope that the decision when the woman I don't know all their names. I'd have to I mean I know their names, but I don't know which names connected to which person. Mm-hmm. But the woman with the blue dreads, what I hope my prayer is that the decision to wear antlers was not cultural and completely artistic. <laughs> I really I, hope I know in you my hope heart that. I don't think that's the case, but like we don't know. We don't know. I'm gonna look at I really hope that she was like, and I'm gonna have blue dreads. Um and antlers. I'm sorry, what ma'am? <laughs> you 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 heard me. 
I did not stutter. I would like <laughs> antlers. I would like a pair of horns um, that I will wear throughout the rest of this video. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Thank mm-hmm. you. Please do it. Make it happen. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm you're doing you're saying that and I'm picturing a cowering white costume lady on the other side. <laughs> Anything you want. Of course, antlers. Um, is that a black thing? Never mind. I didn't ask. I'm so sorry. I'll just make them. It's fine. I can't wait to ask for things that like and make them sound black. <laughs> you know, just like show up to my dressing room. Like, I can't believe that this is not already filled with jujubes. <laughs> Don't you know, black people, <laughs> we eat jujubes. <laughs> Um, I hate UGBs actually. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't need to know that. But yeah, that scene was so incredible. Like the Loved woman it. power of it. Like, oh, that last woman at the end. Yes, you fucking killed it. Oh yes. my god. Um, oh, it's so good. It's just so good. So good. I, I wish they had released that as the music video instead of uh, already. But at the same time, they're both great. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like already kind of, I don't know, that kind of gives you a, a more, it, it's more of a slice of the rest of the production. So that makes sense. But mm-hmm. if I had seen this one first, I would have yeah. been like, put it on now. I'll pay for Disney plus twice. Like, right, I don't right, care. right. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so Spirit, which I don't know if you know this, was filmed. Okay, so it's like out in a desert. Yeah. It's in Arizona. What? Right. I looked up where do they film it. They're in Havasu, Arizona. Where she's like, well, this is where they filmed Waiting to Exhale. So it's the blackest desert ever. watching it and i was like how many choirs gonna be singing this this christmas yeah <laughs> i was Truly. Just- actually i know one of the women who was in that choir and yeah. like the magenta suits mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna give her a shout out um so you can find them on instagram glam lux um so anytime i've done something like makeup and hair wise they've done it for me um and uh yeah it's they're twins i don't know if both of them were in it but they're identical twins so doesn't matter um (laughs) but yeah so this um i mean it's it was so powerful but yes how many choirs truly how many choirs i was like if i waltz in to glad tidings hayward (laughs) in december (laughs) am i gonna get to hear this uh and and i was like it made me sad for a moment that i'm not currently in a choir Mm, <laughs> where yeah. it was like oh man <laughs> like this would be so fun to see <laughs> it was so good yeah it's, i ugh. do wish they had done more of it like just that that acapella yes like, i wanted more of the acapella goosebumps. before it oh 100 i was just yeah. like oh yes let the heavens open yes, yes. oh my god I'm so excited Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, and then it ends so abruptly, and I, I, I like it. I yeah. like the way that it ends. 
but I was just like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) like it almost felt like what they like they're saying, like your turn, like go, go be a king and queen now. Well, I think that's kind of what the last song is about, because it's it's like go into the earth, learn about you and the, you know, the great I am and whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it ends. And I was like, yeah, right now. Because, like, yeah, because both times I was, like, on my phone, like, about to type a note, and then it just, like, shoom, like, to the point that I had to rewind it. And both times it happened to me, where I was like, oh, shit, I guess I uh, better get off my phone and, like, I, be a person. <laughs> I did the same. And then, but so right before the end, there's, like, it, like, cuts to black, and then it cuts to something else, and then it cuts to the credits. And mm-hmm. so it cut to black, and I was like, oh, I guess that's the end. And I, like, turned it off. But as I was turning it off, the other thing popped up. And I was like, damn it. And then I had to go back and like rewatch the end. Um, But yeah. Yeah. It's it does feel a bit like a call to action. Mm -hmm. Although not entirely clear what actions. See, and this is the thing, though, because Beyonce, look. Her her ways are mysterious. Always. And the thing is, is that me and my boyfriend had the for a long time had this deal that if I was having an emotional breakdown that I would go to my room and listen to Beyonce. Good call. And yeah, I mean, it like pulls me out of it every single time, but I'd kind of gotten out of that habit. And I don't know if it's just like thinking I could do it on my own, you know, (laughs) thinking I don't need my ancestors. No, I need them. And even after watching this the first time, because I watched it yesterday, I was just like, I don't know, like, that was really powerful. I feel really moved. But am I moved to like action? Am I mo- like, is, mm-hmm. have I been propelled? I was like, I don't know if she has the same power over me. And then this morning, after writing two hours out of nowhere, I wrote two hours after not having been able to write for a long time. I said, holy shit. <laughs> she did it again. She's done it again. She's a deal that's believing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Now, here's my question. What's your mm-hmm. favorite Beyonce visual album? And I count Homecoming. I know not everyone does. I oh. Oh, then I'm going to say Homecoming. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Too. 100. Because I was yeah. like, it's it's a close because I love Lemonade. Mm-hmm. But like I, when the Homecoming soundtrack came out, I listened to it for four months straight at work. Mm-hmm. Just like on spot oh, yeah. just like yes. going through it yes absolutely I love it i've watched yeah. that documentary i don't know how many times i stole it like somebody had the youtube of the actual like mm-hmm. before so i did i had it before she gave it to us is what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but i also love her like back like the behind the scenes parts of the ones that yeah, she did yeah. give to us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really love that there's a certain section where she's like, I don't know, maybe people don't get it. And I was like, I do get it. I get it, Beyonce. <laughs> I get it and I love it. Thank you for giving this gift to us. Yeah. <sighs> I. The other thing I was thinking about while watching this too was um, Jeanette, Janelle Monet's visual album. Yes. So she turned Dirty Computer into this like amazing visual experience that I loved. And it's so creative. I mean... Definitely costume wise, story wise, you know, I'd say like the main storyline of Dirty Computer is Dirty Computer kind of being like 
that thing like yourself or your personality or the ways that the world or religion tries to make you think that you are evil and you need to be cleansed mm-hmm. or like the virus is taken out and the ways that she has processed that and like held on to the parts of herself that make her unique. Um, that, and I love that album. I think that's my favorite Janelle Monet album. It's one of the last albums Prince worked on before he passed away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's so good. Yes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, so watch. Good. We just need to watch and let more black women make visual albums. Let more black women make things. And by let, I mean give us money. Well, <laughs> that's you, what I Yes. Mean. 100%. Venmo at the Dark Crystal. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you watch when... Uh, Missy Elliott released her last album. She did kind of a visual album on YouTube, but released. Oh, it I only parts. saw a couple of the album. I mean, a couple of the videos, so I didn't see it's all of them. It's not as layered and and dense as Beyonce's are, but she does some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only I think five or six songs, but yeah. very very cool. But yes, give more black women money to make more of these because I'll watch yeah. all of them. <laughs> Um, anything else? Um, I kept thinking that, like, I kept having this mental picture of Beyonce turning this into Disney a year ago mm-hmm. as just, like, an Afrocentric visual art piece mm-hmm. and then being like, mm, but could you make it Hamlet with cats? And that's why we got the voiceovers. <laughs> so try watching it that way with that in your brain. <laughs> With Disney executives being like, it has to also be Hamlet with cats. <laughs> Who played um, Billy Eichner? Played what role? Either Timon he was like or Timon. Pumbaa? I think it was Timon. I think he was Timon. Yeah, because their voices are in there, and I actually really love Billy Eichner. Like, love. as a person, yes, absolutely. As a person, and even I love the show. Yeah, I love oh, Billy, Billy on, on the street. street. Is one of the funniest That's things. That's my shit. I love Billy Armstrong. I love how scared people are. Like, I know I shouldn't yes. enjoy that, but yes. just like, I he scares the shit love. out of people. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, did I want his voice in this movie? Nope. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't feel as strongly about it about as I do about Kylie Jenner not needing to be in the... <laughs> in the, the WAP video? WAP video. Um. <laughs> I, would, I was like, let Normani do her part because like Normani's section of that video is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, why don't you let her sing too? She's great. Um, also, the video, I mean... My God, I was watching it at work. I was like, this is totally not safe for work when Cardi just has pasties, but it looks like just like actual nipples. I'm like, but those are your boobies. That's your full ass boobies, Cardi. I was (laughs) So my office is at home, so I can watch whatever I want, which is pretty great. But when she did that and she's got the braid that's a chain. Oh my God. And I was like, what's the point? of having pasties that look like leopard print nipples. Like, what is the point? Why are you doing this? Oh, God, I love it so much. But I will say her person, her boo person is amazing because they look really real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they look really real. They look amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite are just the scenes of her and Megan Thee Stallion walking through the hallways like, what's going on in here? Yeah. 
like two friends creeping around a sex party just spying on people in matching outfits i mean as funny as that was i think i was a little annoyed by whatever the storyline was supposed to be because i was like wait you don't own this house like i you know what i mean like i wanted them to own it i wanted them to own everything and everyone in there like i didn't want them to be confused about it you own everything yes yes I I I don't even I felt like I was like is this a real house is it a fugue state why is there a blue a green and purple sex factory question mark I don't know but I'm here for all of for, it yeah same mm-hmm. same that and following sweetie sweetie on TikTok where she's doing the TikTok challenge to her own dance in a fur bikini I'm just like yes bitch turn up turn up um okay well we will uh well Paige do you have anything coming up this week that people should know about um shows? no shows this week we've got a lot of cult podcast stuff coming up this week we just came off a crossover episode with good morning from hell and yes. we'll have a couple more kind of special things coming up um including some really cool stuff in September so nice. stay tuned for that um love and it yeah krista what do you have coming up um i guess i got some zoom shows they're on my website um but really we're just focused on the kickstarter we're almost there we're so close i don't know you know obviously where we'll be at when this drops but um, it was doing really well when i looked yesterday yeah so i really appreciate those of you who subscribed or if you can't i mean subscribe i mean uh pledge if you can't pledge just share it with a couple people. It just really helps get the word out there so that we can make sure that this this amazing book gets made. And um, if you want to slide into our DMs and give us other suggestions of things that we should watch, um, you know, we try to watch things that we, I in particular, I like watching things that I haven't seen. It could be some, something that Paige has seen, but usually if it's something that I haven't seen, um, then it's perfect, which that's a lot. That's a lot of things. So send me a list. Send me a list of things that you think um, are like necessary black watching or black listening. And, um, you know, dr- whether you're drunk or not or in, a, you know, a, a sorority sister of pages or not. Um, <laughs> I will take a look at them. Well, you know, you know, we'll, we'll get it on the podcast. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be black next time. Hey.